Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from July 21st to July 27th, 2014. Join Cisco Security at Black Hat USA 2014. As a proud sponsor of Black Hat, Cisco is committed to providing its customers with the research and solutions necessary to help them achieve unmatched visibility, consistent control, and a reduction in complexity. Our threat and security experts will be in booth 611 showcasing our advanced threat protection portfolio of solutions and services that are integrated, pervasive, continuous, and open. You can still catch up on the best Cisco Live 2014 keynotes, partner case studies, and session presentations. Go to www.ciscolive.com us. Registration on the website allows access to additional resources and presentations. Vulnerability activity for the period remained elevated. Highlights for the period include Mozilla updates for Firefox, Firefox ESR, and Thunderbird, as well as the identification of functional exploit code for a Microsoft.NET vulnerability reported in February 2014. Mozilla released security bulletins and updated software for multiple vulnerabilities in Mozilla Firefox, Firefox ESR, and Thunderbird. Functional exploit code was identified for Microsoft.NET vulnerability MS14-009, reported in IntelliShield Alert 32676. The vulnerability and updated software were originally reported in the Microsoft Security Bulletins for February 2014. CentOS and FreeBSD released multiple updates for previously reported vulnerabilities in Apache packages and modules. Researchers and vendors have been openly debating vulnerabilities in Tails, Tor, and Apple backdoors that could allow the compromise of the impacted systems and expose the user's sensitive information. The Tor research has resulted in the cancellation of a pending Black Hat presentation, and Apple has identified the Apple vulnerabilities as diagnostic connections. Multiple Siemens products were identified as being vulnerable to previously reported OpenSSL vulnerabilities. Multiple vendors, products, and ICS SCADA systems remain vulnerable to the OpenSSL vulnerabilities as the organizations work to develop updates. The added issue with ICS SCADA systems is the difficulty in updating these products, which often have no built-in method for updating the software. Following the reports of multiple WordPress plugins, Sucuri researchers have now identified an automated attack targeting vulnerable versions of the MailPoet plugin to gain administrative access and create a backdoor. The attack has been identified compromising an estimated 50,000 sites, while the plugin has been downloaded over 2 million times. As should be expected, multiple sources have reported spam, phishing, and social media exploit attempts using the MH17 flight theme. While the flight investigation remains widely reported in the media, users should be reminded not to click on links, videos, or open attachments in suspicious communications and postings. Many of these postings may falsely appear to originate from known and trusted sources. Sophos antivirus researchers have identified the new Crotoni ransomware and provided a timely review of some prevalent ransomware and methods for removing and recovering the impacted systems or mobile devices 
As these attacks continue, users should be advised on methods to avoid ransomware and actions for responding to an infection. IntelliShield published 159 events last week, which included 79 new events and 80 updated events. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, a reported 34 European banks are attempting to respond to a criminal operation compromising accounts and transferring funds. The operation includes methods to compromise the user's credentials, bypass two-factor authentication used by most of the banks, and successfully transfer funds from the accounts. The initial user infection occurs through phishing emails with a malicious attachment that changes the user's DNS settings to one controlled by the criminals and includes an installed certificate. After the lengthy attack is fully executed and the user attempts to connect to their bank website, the connection request is redirected through the criminal-controlled systems. This report and criminal operation is noteworthy due to its complexity and the high level of user interaction required. While the method used is reported to evade most antivirus protection, throughout the attack the user must perform multiple actions. The user actions include opening an email attachment, accepting the fraudulent certificate, and providing credentials through suspicious redirects to compromise the two-factor authentication. At any one of these points, if the user did not accept the prompt, ignore the security warning, click on the provided link or attachment, or provide the credentials, the criminal operation would likely fail. Yet researchers have identified 34 banks that have customers impacted by this operation. This operation again highlights the importance of human factors and the limitations of the technologies if the authorized user performs the actions. Financial institutions continue to attempt to educate and warn users, but as this criminal operation demonstrates, much work remains to be done. In the physical risk management category, New York City police are investigating how suspected activists were able to bypass the physical and surveillance monitoring on the Brooklyn Bridge to scale the bridge towers and steal the U.S. flags on top of the towers and replace them with bleached-out U.S. flags. Security on the bridge includes police officers stationed at both ends of the bridge and multiple surveillance cameras positioned to capture video at significant points on the bridge. Police are currently reviewing the video surveillance to identify how the suspected activists gained access to the towers and escaped without notice. These reports highlight multiple potential weaknesses in what is recognized as one of the most extensive physical security and video surveillance systems in the world. New York City has thousands of video surveillance cameras throughout the city, extensive counterterrorism measures in place, and has spent billions of dollars on these security measures. Additionally, the Brooklyn Bridge is identified as a high-potential terrorism target and has police stations at both ends of the bridge. Despite these security measures, they failed to detect the suspected activists performing the highly dangerous climbing of the towers and replacing the flags on top of the towers. As this investigation continues, the details will be noteworthy for all those operating surveillance systems. Many have raised questions over the ability of the monitoring operations to watch so many cameras and the position of cameras that were focused on preventing destruction of the bridge, not necessarily detecting someone climbing to the top. These and other factors have allowed the activists to study the security measures and identify weaknesses that they exploited to replace the flags. Next, in the trust risk management category, sharing intelligence has become a hot topic in the information security world. Reports indicate that the recent 26th Annual FIRST conference, held in Boston last month, hosted a number of talks around sharing intelligence. With much of the focus on tools and platforms for sharing threat intelligence, such as indicators of compromise, for example, Microsoft announced their Interflow platform. The release date is still to be announced. 
but it will utilize structured threat information expression, cyber observable expression, and trusted automated exchange of indicator information to enable machine-to-machine -machine intelligence sharing. The focus on information sharing within the security community is necessary for security practitioners if we are to protect our organizations from the growing volume of threats that we face on a daily basis. As the various intelligence sharing initiatives move forward, the use of emerging standards becomes more and more important. Although as encouraging as the focus on threat intelligence has become, the sudden spate of offerings around security intelligence all appear to have a glaring lack of focus on one of the strategic aspects of information security intelligence, which is vulnerability intelligence. The Common Vulnerability Reporting Framework, or CVRF, has been available to security practitioners since May 2011, and there have been no product offerings or projects that enable this important piece of the intelligence gathering effort. To date, we have just four major vendors supporting CVRF, and no indication that this may change in the near future. While many threats are focused on the zero-day, or the as-of-yet undisclosed vulnerability, in many cases the threats exist due to known vulnerability that has not been remediated. Those responsible for vulnerability and risk management continue to rely on homegrown processes or third-party services to provide this type of intelligence, a problem compounded by the fact that many vendors and projects continue to use disparate and varied formats and mechanisms for communicating vulnerability advisories and bulletins. It is time to add CVRF to our awareness when we discuss enabling and automating the sharing of security intelligence. Finally, in geopolitical news, within minutes of the crash of Malaysian Airlines Flight 17, conflicting accounts began to emerge about the circumstances of the disaster that took the lives of 298 people on July 17, 2014. Social and news media outlets filled with video, audio, photographic, and personal accounts some of which were in contradiction with others. Local separatist obstruction of access to the crash site by international investigators and delays in handing over the airplane's black boxes and victims' bodies compounded the difficulty of establishing a credible and internationally acceptable verdict. A full investigation will take weeks and has yet to formally begin. Almost two weeks after the crash, with many facts still up for debate, the New York Times reports that the crash site has not been formally demarcated and is not under guard to prevent looting or evidence tampering. Moreover, multiple stakeholders have political reasons to influence evidence and interpretations of it. Social media intensifies the tendency to rush to judgment or emphasize pieces of evidence that fit the desired version of events. Moreover, internet and digital technologies make evidence more easily and convincingly altered. A survey of press coverage from countries around the world shows a predictable spectrum of narratives. For information security specialists, especially those who have dealt with sensitive digital forensics cases, the cloud of uncertainty over the evidence may be all too familiar. In the case of Flight 17, establishing the facts may be of global consequence. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.